Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. This is a podcast about the dozens of ancient trails across Europe that constitute the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James. And I generally start with a quote or an inspiration. This week it's via the late American columnist and writer Doug Larson. And he said, Life was meant for good friends and great adventures. Well, it's a very special episode of the podcast this week. We go live to the Camino and four friends who are walking together. Jens, Melinda, Wolf and Bodo met on the Camino 10 years ago. And when I was typing into my computer to save this, the file to begin the interview, I wondered, well, I can't put Jens, Melinda, Wolf and Bodo. So the first thing that came into my mind was the four amigos. And that's what I typed in. They're walking again this year to celebrate a decade of friendships the Camino provides. And if everything works, and remember, they're somewhere in Spain. I'm here in my studio in Sydney. Our worlds will collide. Welcome, pilgrims. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dan. Let's, Hi, Dan. Yeah, let's start with you, Melinda. Where are you? Where are the four of you today? We're in Porto Marin today, and we're heading for Palace de Wright uh, uh, later today. Now, Melinda, you are... Canadian, right? That's correct. From Ottawa. I live in Ottawa, yes, that's right. I've lived there for um, ooh, uh, almost 20 years now. So I'm going to begin with a very tough question, and we'll go through all four of you. And I know it's very early in the morning there. You're, you, are you still in the albergue, Melinda? Yes, we are. Oh, for, so which one in Port Tamarin, in case my listeners are wondering? Well, we're actually staying at a hotel. <laughs> ah, there you go. Uh, next to another yeah. Yes. Okay, so let's start with you, Melinda. How many Caminos have you walked? Uh, this is only my second Camino. So my first one was 10 years ago uh, where I met these, uh, these lovely gentlemen who have become good friends. And let's go to you, Jens. How many Caminos have you walked? I have walked seven, and this is the eighth that I'm walking. So this is your eighth. When did you walk your first Camino then? In 2008, and uh, meeting the people I'm sitting here around the phone and talking to you. So you've done eight Caminos in ten years? Yes. Right. What about you, Wolf? How many Caminos <laughs> have you walked? Uh, actually, I walked uh, for, the, I think this is my fourth. I started off 12 years ago uh, for the Via Podiensis in France. Then two years later, the Camino Frances, here where I met all these nice people. And uh, I did another short one, the Camino Portuguese. Uh, and this is the fourth one, then, actually. And Bodo, to you, how many Caminos have you walked? Oh, for me, it's also the second one. And uh, it was a telephone call by Jens, who remembered me that we have 10th anniversary, anniversary. Now, the great thing about this story is that, and we'll get to it later, but you actually didn't all finish the Camino together 10 years ago. Melinda sort of pulled up short and, and, and you gentlemen walked on without, without her. So tell us, Melinda, about the reunion. How far are you walking? Where did you get, all get together? And how did it all come about? Well, um, we met. Uh, I 
I started the uh, Camino Francaise in Saint Jean Pied de Port about a month ago, and uh, uh, these lovely gentlemen joined me in Villafranca de Bierzo. Um, how many days ago was that? Now it's about four, 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 days. four days ago. And um, I'll let Jens explain uh, how our lovely reunion uh, came to be. It was actually um, a post in Facebook that I read from Melinda. I've done everything right and uh, she has time now. And my plan was actually to go to Santiago on the 4th of June for, to celebrate my birthday, my 50th birthday. But uh, then I saw that post and I thought, that's a good idea because she wanted to arrive the 22nd. And um, I looked really in the same moment, I looked at my first Compostela and it said 22nd of May. And then I thought, that's a wonderful idea. Let's do this. <clears throat> so we, we'll... And then I started booking flights. Yeah, go on. Sorry? Yeah, you go on. I started, I started, I started booking flights and then I called uh, Bodo and I also called Wolf and uh, asked them, how about you? And uh, Wolf said, I said, oh, that's a great idea, but sorry, no, uh, I have other plans to do. And then I slept the night over it <laughs> and I said, oh, I have to rearrange my, my schedule. I have to do this here. I have to meet these guys again. So I'm here. <laughs> and similar was, similar was Bodo. He he already he immediately agreed. Okay, and um, so here we are. We organized everything, and I earned the word uh, travel agent, or I'm the travel agent now because I arranged the flights and everything. But uh, we are here. It was so lovely to see everybody. Uh, we met at midnight in Villafranca de Bierzo. It was a wonderful reunion. Why why at midnight, Melinda? <laughs> flight, out of Frank flight out of Frankfurt to Santiago, taking the taxi to Villafranca, um, took us till midnight to arrive there. How wonderful, how wonderful. And Jens, I understand you and Wolf have actually walked a couple of Caminos together in those 10 years. Is that right? N not no. completely, no. Oh. <laughs> no, only, only in, uh, where all of us met uh um, this is Wolf. I've I've done other Caminos with uh, yeah by myself, but I think Jens is the one who is frequently there on the Camino. You can meet him anywhere. <laughs> well, well then yeah, I've done the Camino. Yeah. Yes, please. Well, well, let me just ask you, Wolf. If you you say that you've you've done um, eight Caminos in in ten years, what keeps bringing you back? What is it? It's actually Jens um, who's done the. Oh uh, yes. me who's done the seven. Um, it's the call. Let's call it. It's it's the call of the way, and it's uh, my soul arriving in 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 her home country. My soul arrives here, and I feel really. It's really hard to describe. It's the Camino feeling, and um, I've done it in the in, in this in the seven times I've done it uh, with each of my children. So um, with my son, I've done it with my daughter. And that is really an experience. That is definitely an experience to do it with your children. Yeah. But I, I wonder, you, you said there that it's, it's difficult to describe. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you, Bodo. Um, the Camino is very popular in Germany, thanks to a book written by Hape Kirkeling. Indeed, I have met a lot, yep. of, I met a lot of Germans. Uh, why do you think it appeals to Germans so much? 
It's quite of. Uh, I think it's a question of uh, to believe, or it's some, for some people it's a question of a sportive question, but most people uh, want to find something uh, outside the normal business life. They, we have also we have all uh, uh, the feeling there must be something else in the world. And uh, we want to find, we will to find it here. Yeah. Melinda, is that the same for you? You think there's more and, and you hope to find something a little bit more on the Camino? Um, yes, Dan. I think really, um, I've been thinking a lot about like that true meaning of pilgrimage. And I think... It's about uh, being open, opening yourself up to uh, thinking about things a little bit uh, more deeply, uh, a kind of a search for a truth or a, a deeper connection uh, to what is sacred in life and in existence and in each other, uh, in nature. And I think the Camino really provides the opportunity for that. It's a deepening, isn't it, of how we understand ourselves and each other. And it's so fantastic to do it with um, new friends and now old friends uh, doing this experience again. And th and that's a very important point that you make, um, being with other people. Uh, and, and in particular, you, you three, you four, um, enjoying one another's company. Uh, and I suppose that makes it very special because you are not just enjoying your own journey, but you're sharing, aren't you? You're sharing a journey. Would that be fair enough to say, Jens? That's fair enough to say. And um, how I usually describe it, coming back to the question, why am I doing this? The gift, the real gift of the way is time. Um, you walk and uh, you can be on your own. You can be in company while walking. But after that, you arrive to the next uh, station and then you have time. And that time you can spend with other people you met on the way. Um, you meet in the next village. And you, you really have time to discuss and, and what I also, what I also usually phrase, how I also usually phrase it is, um, you have a warm start because you talk about the weather, you talk about the food, you talk about the next station, and then you really go deep. That is something that is not really common in the daily life, especially not in your professional or business life. Um, you go down to what are your emotions, what's going on inside you, and you meet other people that have similar things, and it's really a curing. It's also a curing for your soul. I, I say often on this podcast, Bodo, it's very important for a pilgrim to be a good listener. Is that That's true, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's necessary to be a good listener, but uh, for me, it's also uh, often uh, necessary to walk alone, to to think about me and my life, what I have to done, uh, what I have done in the past, and what I have to do in the future. And uh, sometimes, with my friends here, I can talk about it and. So it's listening and talking. So so let's do you always the four of you always walk together or do you sometimes walk apart? Melinda? Um 
we tend to we have a sort of a very comfortable looseness we walk together for a bit uh we walk apart we come together we uh definitely get together in the evenings we have breakfast in the mornings dinners in the evenings together but in the walking day um it's 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 really lovely there's a lot of uh space and connection it's a, it's a lovely flow i've got a question for all four of you uh and i'll start with you wolf uh and then we'll go to melinda bodo and jens but first of all let me ask a question for all four of you what's the most important thing about being a pilgrim what's the most important thing about being a pilgrim wolf okay Actually, for me, I think about this is, uh, I think, the simplicity. So the really simple life, just uh, taking the bare minimum with you, that you uh, carry around with you, um, taking, um, well, not thinking about the complexity you usually have in the everyday life, uh, taking care of. It's really the simple things. You just need to take care of uh, the food, that you wash your clothes in the evening, uh, so really, the if you're talking about parameter of uh, Maslow, it's probably just the lowest level you are on there, and probably also the highest level at the same time. So the self-realization. Um, yeah, what's the most important thing about being a pilgrim, Bodo? The most important thing? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I... I, th I think you. The most important thing is uh, to be uh, some a good human being, to be uh, to be friendly to all people on the way. Normally at home there is no friendliness uh, in this way. Here you are. Everyone is so friendly, so open, and uh, helps everyone. And I think this is the most important thing to be uh, a good. Uh, human being. Melinda, what's the most important thing about being a pilgrim? Bodo stole my answer. <laughs> um, I, I really, it, it is about being uh, a decent human being and um, uh, trying that, being that, and being challenged always to be a better human being. I, I, you think you're a good person and then you're on the Camino and you meet people who raise the bar and remind you that you can be a better person. I think that's the most important thing. It's about who we are as humans in the best way possible. What about you, Jens? What's the most important thing about being a pilgrim? It's the humans It's the humans that make the way and the exchange. I mean, I can just agree to the three of us, uh, to, the, to the three before me. Um, it's the humans that make the way and uh, you have a lot of time for self-reflection um, as a pilgrim. And coming back to the answer before, it's, it's time. You have the time to do all that. You have the time to reflect about yourself, the time to reflect about others you can help. You can support. There's definitely gratefulness on the way. So um, there's a lot of Christian behavior. There's a lot of Christian um, points in the way, and uh, you can lift them on the way. Yeah, and I wonder then, and Melinda, I might start with you. Uh, in the ten years since you last walked, have you felt that energy now that you're back? And and did you 
miss it or did you keep a little bit of it in your heart over those 10 years? Uh, I suppose the reason I'm asking that is mm. because you talk about being a good person, uh, a pilgrim being a good person and being caring and sharing and, and being nice to other people and, and the essence of, of that human nature, as it were. And I know now you've come back after 10 years and I'm certain you're full of, in your heart now, having walked for the last month full of the pilgrimage. Did you get a sense then that you had let it sort of fade away or was it still fairly strong in your heart after all these 10 years? Does, does this question make sense? Mm. Yeah. yeah I, yes, it does make a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, I think we need to, to refill that we need to refill that battery, don't we? I think it can it can drain a little bit. And then this is the place where uh, it, it's possible to come back and, and get reset in the most beautiful way and uh, intense way uh, possible. Um, you try and hold on to it, don't you, you know, uh, when you go back home. And I've been doing a lot of reflecting uh, now that we're getting close to the end. Uh, how can I? really hold on to this and be this way uh, more fully you know when i go back to my uh, everyday life um that's the challenge isn't it when we get back home uh how to be uh this best person uh, that we are when we're on the camino in our everyday life i think that's uh that's a lot of reflection for me over the next couple of days but it's isn't it amazing to know that when you do need that this you can always come here if you're lucky enough uh, to get yourself onto the Camino and you need to have that uh, renewal um, that this is the place uh, to come, but it's here. You know, Bodo, let me ask you something. When you get home, what's the one lesson that you hope you have learned from the Camino? What I have learned, uh, when I... Uh, ten years ago, on my first Camino, I had a break in my life, and uh, I wanted to find answers on this way. Often I was confused, unhappy, and uh, at this time I had a lot of uh, good conversations with people on the Camino. And I wanted now for this Camino, I I want to. Re uh, to check uh, if I did the right thing in the last 10 years. This com last Camino prepared uh, me for to, uh, for for answers in my life and for decisions. And now I feel I'm most of them have uh, have been right. And uh, when I compare my feelings with the last com uh, Camino in 10 years ago, uh, there I was not happy. Now I'm very happy and I'm uh, I'm on a on a cloud at the moment. <laughs> you know, Wolf. Let me ask you: When you get home, what's the one lesson you've learned that you hope you feel in your heart the most when you get home? Yeah, I think um, the, the lesson um, we learn here by being just here on the Camino is that. Whenever you want, whenever you have the feeling that uh, you need to get out of your daily life or you have a crisis and uh, you would just like to go somewhere, the Camino is always there. The people are always there and um, you can do it anytime. So um, I think that's a kind of um, a great um, escape way you have if you would like uh, to take some day off. 
Jens, let me ask you, Jens, what's the one lesson you've learned on the Camino that you hope to take home in your heart? With how few you can live on. I mean, I have probably one of the lightest contact on the way and uh, it shows you with how less, with how, how much material you can live. And uh, that is one of the lessons, um, get rid of some stuff. And this is also in, in, in a way on your soul, in a way on your heart, get rid of some stuff and live a little bit lighter. And uh, that is something that I always take home time and uh, with few uh, things you can live. Because we are living in such complexity, using whatever. And uh, here on the Camino, it's really down to some clothes that you need, some food that you need, water that you need, and that's it. And, uh, and this is also this is always giving me a good feeling. Okay, I can also live lighter. And my backpack is always packed. So, um, so coming coming back to um, the answer we had the answers before, um, we can always come back to the Camino and do it. It's not providing the, the Camino is not providing you the answer. It's not providing you um, the answer to all the questions of your life. But you got time to think about the questions, and that is uh, one of the most important things that you have the time to think about. And you find people to talk about, and that's also um, that's the reason why we stayed in touch for ten years. I mean, we talked to each other. I, I spoke to Bodo several times in Frankfurt. Um, it's over the years, and uh, as Melinda said, it's a loose connection, but it's there. The connection is there. And the moment we see each other, it's the deep connection again. Mm-hmm. You said something really beautiful there. You, you may not give you all the answers, but you'll find all the questions. It's uh, The Camino will not provide you the answers, but you have the time to think about it. You have the time to talk about it. And uh, I mean, at the moment, we have excellent weather. And uh, that also gives you the time to sit outside, enjoy the nature, enjoy the blue sky. And uh, that is really, really relaxing your soul. Yeah, I, I saw the photograph and, and the photograph that's up with the alongside the podcast is just magic. The deep, deep, deep blue sky. And when you're walking up through those mountains and, and the sky is so big, it's so fantastic. You can just like you stare at it all day. The color is just so magic. So I just I know that 10 years ago, you all walked together for a long time. And then, Melinda, you stayed behind in Rabanau. Why? Why didn't you stay with mm-hmm. the boys? I think um, I think by that time, I was really not wanting the I wasn't wanting the Camino to end and I was getting very very conscious that I was sort of getting close to being in the last stages um I also think 10 years ago I was probably in a little less better shape than I am now so I was getting quite tired and so just decided to have shorter legs uh walking legs um uh distances and I sort of just let everybody sort of move on ahead. Um, I'm not really sure what happened, but uh, I think I arrived in Santiago uh, two or three days after the guys. And uh, by the time I got there, people were either um, in Finisterre or um, had gone back home. So I, I didn't, I didn't uh, experience the end with them, which I'm really looking forward to doing this time. Yes. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you, Wolf. Uh do you remember in the days after Rabanel when Melinda was behind? Do you remember the sense of of missing her? 
Um, yeah, of course, but you also have to put it a little bit more into context. So um, last time it was also not just the four of us, but it was kind of a real network of, of many people. Yeah. And uh, Melinda definitely was one of the closest ones to us as well. And that's why we uh, looked up afterwards, making sure that we stay in contact. Um, but it's um, if you walk for four weeks, um, after a while, you really have a whole bunch of people you have talked to, you have lost again, you have found again, you have lost again. So it's this uh, back and forth. And, and uh, so we are definitely very happy that uh, we could at least get uh, some core people here together again after 10 years. And Bodo, let me ask you, uh, what do you remember of walking into Santiago, into the square, 10 years ago? What do you remember of it? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At the the first moment, I was so happy to reach Santiago. And in the second moment, I was so sad because my uh, target target was uh, reached. Uh, It was the way who uh, made me uh, happy. And uh, at this time, I had also another colleague, uh, another friend, Camino friend. Uh, he's, this is Peter from Canada. And uh, uh, we both decided in this moment, yes, we went along to Finisterre, but not on the short way. We will take a longer way to enlarge our Camino. And... Uh, I, it was very different, the feeling in Santiago, happy, happiness and sadness. So Jens, let me ask you, having walked quite a few Caminos, what do your friends and family back in Germany make of this pilgrim life that you've chosen? Difference. Differences. I mean, some of them, they really want to do it. Some of them, they, they really understand me um, a lot. I mean, I keep a lot of friends from the several Caminos I did. They, If you really want to talk about the Camino, you have to talk about some about, to somebody who did it. And um, then there is a full understanding. Um, I do not have people that are telling me, why are you doing this? This is crazy or so. Everybody has, has a certain understanding um, that you have to be, have some time on your own, walk on that. After my first Camino, I said, this is the most egoistic and the best I've ever done. And I stick with that. <laughs> That's because good. at the end of the day, you're doing, at the end of the day, you're doing it for your own, for nobody else. Nobody's asking you to do it. You're doing it for yourself. Yes, you are doing it for yourself. That's it. For yourself. And and even though you are walking in a group, there are four of you there. Ten years ago, you said there was a much wider group. Uh even though you're doing, oh, yes. even though you are walking alongside other people, you're sleeping sometimes in a room with ninety people. There, you are still doing it for yourself, aren't you, Melinda? Is that a fair point? Uh yes, uh, absolutely. Um, I'm thinking back to that earlier question that you asked about, you know, what is the one thing in your heart that you learn, and um, uh, connected to the idea of 
this self-exploration, I think the one thing, um, there was a beautiful yellow arrow with some graffiti on it that I, that I photographed the other day, and it just simply said, love wins. And I think um, the self is, is about love, and uh, I think that's the heart of it. And um, this time that we spend is about getting back in touch with that, that basic truth. Mm, what an awesome answer. That's fantastic. You know, um, we're going to run out of time. Let's talk about the Camino this morning. You're about to head off from Port Marin to Palace d'Arae, which is a beautiful walk. Is it very busy, Bodo? Is there many, are there many pilgrims? <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, we have a balcony here. And from this balcony here, you can see the chain of pilgrims uh, just have, having starting to Palace des Rey or to this direction. Many crowdy groups because this is the uh, uh, very short in front of uh, uh, Santiago. So there are a lot of additional pilgrims who only walk for 100 kilometers. They are, we call it always the uh, Turagrinos because they have very small luggage. Uh, and uh, they have a, a luggage transport <laughs> and something else. Touragrinos. What about hey Jens? Have have you managed to get a bed every night? Is it is it that busy that there are some places are full? Let's let's put it that way. The travel agent me um, made all the arrangements up front, um, which gives you the confidence that at night you have a bed. Um, I would say it's extremely crowded at the moment. Uh, in my uh, uh, previous month's walking, uh, there have been some villages that were completely full. It is quite busy this year. So what do you do if you... Have you always managed to find a bed, Melinda? Uh, a couple of times I've had to walk to the next village. But it's always worked out because those walks sometimes have been the best. You know, uh, late in the day, you're all alone on the Meseta. Uh, walking to the next village and there have been some really sublime moments um, but it, it's only happened a couple of times where I've had uh, difficulty finding a place. All right now we're running out of time but um, I'm going to ask each of you uh, a very simple question uh, because there will be people listening to this podcast who are thinking of going, of thinking of walking the Camino. So let's start with you uh, Wolf. What's one thing I should definitely pack in my backpack? Should should or should not? Should. 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 Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, even though we didn't need it, I think a rain gear is something you should bring along, especially if you go to Galicia. Jens, what's something I should definitely pack? Um, Bibuprofen. <laughs> We would have explained to you why we call it ibuprofen, um, but uh, some medicine for your for your body you should take with you. Well, I mean, you can buy it every, but uh, it's good to have it with you. Now, in Australia, the most uh, the, the, you can only buy ibuprofen in, I think, two hundred. The size is two hundred <laughs> in in Spain. The three hundred. So no, it's actually six hundred. Six hundred. You get the six hundred with. You get the mm. six hundred without the recipe at the uh, at the pharmacy. In Germany, six hundred you have to get uh, by recipe. In uh, in the in in Spain, you can have six hundred in the pharmacy right away. 
Crazy. They give that to children. <laughs> <laughs> Jens, mm-hmm. Jens, what's the one thing I should definitely pack? Um, sticks, walking sticks, trekking poles. Hmm. Do you all all use poles, all four of you? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, now Bodo, what's the one thing I should definitely pack? Oh, something against blisters. <laughs> what? Well, because <laughs> because it's when I, it was the first time I had heard of the rubbing cream, the cream that you rub into your feet was a German pilgrim. I hadn't seen it before. So, so what are you suggesting I take in my backpack to reduce the risk of blisters? Yeah, the, the cream is called uh, Hirschtalk. <laughs> That's quite famous, but only for pilgrims, German pilgrims. Yeah. But I never used it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the so that rubbing cream is very good. You know, I, I want just to ask each of you. Uh, and I think we've pretty much answered the questions. But um, Melinda, let me start with you. What do you hope to get out of this Camino in 2017? 2017? 2018. Um, oh, 2018, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fine. Um, I think that, that just that sense of renewal um, of the things that I learned the first time, uh, perhaps a little bit deeper. Um, uh, yeah, I th- just to be a better person when I go home. <laughs> yeah. What, what... Uh, just to be more open and loving and generous and kind and uh, all of the things that we think we are, but that we can do better and more deeply in our everyday lives. Bodo, what's the one thing you hope to get out of this Camino in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> for me it's uh, this Camino is a, a summary of the last 10 years and I think a lot about of the last 10 years and I I want to have a result at the end in Santiago What I, if my decisions and all I did was good or not good or should be better in the future and uh, it's also for me because we didn't we, we don't speak uh, Speak about the fifth person in our round. Round, I think it's God, and who will take care of us. And I look for uh, to to come more in contact with Him. Normal business life, I have lost it. Mm. Jens, what's the one thing you hope to get out of this Camino? Peace for my soul, um, because it's, mm-hmm. it's recharge. It's recharging the batteries. And uh, during the professional life, you are running around and uh, meeting to meeting, phone call to phone call, conference to conference, and it's it's really peace for my soul and uh, some relaxing. And coming back to the technical point, recharging the battery. It's really for me. It's recharging the battery, and that's also the reason why I'm doing it so often. What about you, Wolf? What's the one thing you hope to get out of this Camino? Yeah, for for me, I would like to keep the spirit uh, that you have here on the Camino and bring this home uh, in the everyday life. The spirit of friendship, the spirit of simplicity. That's it for me. The spirit of pilgrim. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, good luck, pilgrims. Safe travels. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's there are you're looking out the window while you're talking to me, and there are hundreds of pilgrims walking past. So you've your time is valuable. You've been very very kind, and Melinda, especially to you for reaching out to me and and telling me your story. And I was absolutely delighted that we could make our worlds collide and and we can talk. I said, here I am. You're in a hotel room in Spain. I'm here in Sydney in my little studio. And, you know, the line has stayed open. It's lovely and clear. It's been an absolute pleasure and, and delightful to speak to you. Stay safe, pilgrims. And Wolf, Belinda, Melinda, sorry, Wolf, Bodo and Jens, Buen Camino. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. All the best. Bye now. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. My guests this week, Jens, Melinda, Wolf and Bodo. Three German pilgrims and a Canadian pilgrim who walked together for the first time 10 years ago who now find themselves back on the Camino to celebrate the anniversary of that walk a decade ago. This week, my quote was via the late American columnist and writer Doug Larson, who said, life was meant for good friends and great adventures. There are certainly four good friends there who are on a great adventure. I'm Dan Mullins. Thanks so much for your company. I have the best job in the world. Until next week, Buen Camino. (laughs) 